Hello, this Sunday's reading from the Gospel of St Matthew, chapter 16, was as follows. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Like many of you, I'm sure Simon Peter is one of my favourite characters in the New Testament. Like the best of heroes, he manages the greatest triumphs and also makes the biggest messes. This is the man who first follows Jesus, leaving his boats and his fishing. He's drawn to Jesus like a magnet and becomes one of his closest friends. I imagine him as a big man, solid and strong and hairy, with a deep rumble of a laugh and an easy sense of humour, a huge and generous heart and a terrible hot temper when roused. But the most generous and loving and sensitive and kind of men. Long before this passage of scripture, there are references to Jesus calling this man Simon Peter in Aramaic Kephas, the rock, because that is what he is, a rock, a brick, solid and strong, a leader of men. But most of the time, Peter doesn't get it at all. Like the rest of his disciples, like the rest of the disciples, he follows Jesus because he loves him and hero worships him. But if truth be told, he doesn't understand half of what Jesus says. And quite often he thinks Jesus behaves very strangely indeed, the way he insists on talking to strangers and outcasts and women and Samaritans. But today, for whatever reason, Peter spits out what all the other disciples may have been thinking for some time as they follow Jesus round the Galilean countryside. We're told this encounter happens in Caesarea Philippi, which was a pagan area, the centre of the worship of Pan. So Jesus and his friends are in alien territory. And being in that strange space, outside of their normal Jewish environment, Jesus asks this crucial question, Who do you say that I am? And with no hesitation, Peter blurts out, You are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Well, this is huge. You can just imagine the other disciples looking round at each other in terror. 
He's gone and done it now, hasn't he, that idiot? He's named the hope they were all feeling. All hell will break loose. God knows what Jesus is going to say. I just wanted to point out that if you carry on reading in Matthew chapter 16, you find out that Peter may not really have known what he was talking about. He's named Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God, the Saviour that was foretold in the Scriptures. But he thinks that Saviour is going to bring popularity and ceremony and pomp, that he's going to overthrow the Romans and rebuild the temple and bring in the new kingdom of King David. Just a few verses on, we hear Jesus predicting his suffering and death showing the kind of kingdom he would bring in. And Peter can't cope with that at all. So much so that Jesus ends up saying to him, Get thee behind me, Satan. Peter has these brilliant moments of clarity, of insight, but ultimately he doesn't get it. Not then, not on the night Jesus is arrested when he's terrified and denies knowing him. Not when Jesus is risen from the dead, not even when he appears to the disciples. Peter doesn't really get it until Jesus meets with him again on the shores of Galilee after the resurrection. And they have that question and answer session when Jesus asks him three times, Simon Peter, do you love me? And then he gives him his mission, feed my sheep. Jesus loves this great hulking idiot and in this gospel he identifies him as the rock on which he will build his church, his ecclesia, the community of people that will believe in him. Peter may be an idiot but he's a born leader of men. This is a man on whom Jesus can rely to care for and lead his little flock when he's gone who will father them and speak for them, feed them and ultimately die for them. This is a man who, once he's been filled with the Spirit, will stand up straight and true and never waver. And indeed, that's what we read in the book of Acts. Just to unpack the passage a little and apply some academic rigour. Jesus' reference to the gates of hell not prevailing against the church isn't about the fight against evil. It's about death. The point he's making is that when he, Jesus, is no longer around to lead this little flock, Peter will lead them. This little messianic community won't end with Jesus' death, nor even with Peter's death, nor with the death of anyone in the group, but will go on, will live forever. And the binding and the loosing isn't about Peter being able to condemn or judge people, but about his being able to set down the rules that will govern the community by which they will live. This is a community that started with Jesus, but would carry on after his death, would carry on to live his life, would live in the way that Jesus taught from one generation to the next. Peter was special. But I wonder whether each of us has a little bit of the Peter in us. 
both the idiot bit that really doesn't get it, that bumbles through life as best we can, making the best of the good times and rolling with the punches and the bad times, hoping that the good times will come back and occasionally really crashing because life just gets completely too much to bear. But each one of us also has a little spark of the divine, the bit that just occasionally catches a glimpse of something true, something everlasting, something precious, and has the capacity to reach out for that truth and live by it. And each one of us is absolutely loved and wanted and relied on by our Lord to carry that truth in our hearts and allow it to unfold in our lives and in our thoughts and in our deeds. Feed my sheep, he said to Peter. That's our mission too. One final thought. It's sometimes said that rather than rock, a better translation of the name Peter is stone, as in small pebble, or maybe precious stone or jewel, a diamond, a ruby, an emerald, a sapphire. Peter was precious to Jesus. He might have been a great hulking idiot, but he was a precious idiot for, for whom Jesus had an important purpose, a role. And that role and that purpose is ours too. Who do you say that I am? He asks every one of us. How will you answer? <laughs>